oftentimes we have practices come through our training and they they want us to look at just their look and feel of what their business looks like. And when we graduate from dental school, we look in the mirror and know exactly what a dentist looks like. <laughs> Pretty scary, really. However, where in our curriculum are we taught to create the business of dentistry, let alone the clinical business of dentistry? What is this business of ours supposed to look like in comparison to the outside world? We begin our podcast right there. Computers are live. Mixer is up. Levels are good. Equalizer is good. Ready channels one and two. Mike is live in three, two, one. Roll it. Welcome, listeners, to the My Practice, My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. I know all of you would laugh at me if you actually got to see uh, how we put these podcasts together. I was just listening to my wife on the introduction and I and she goes, Mike is live in three, two, and, and I'm just laughing because this is one of those mornings where the mic might be alive, but I'm not sure I'm quite there yet. <laughs> I see, think I'm still asleep. We had one of our one of our groups come through last week and they're like, Man, you I love listening to your podcast. What when do you have time to put those together? And Tracy was in the room there with us in our training facility and she she started laughing. She goes, yeah, he's up at 5 a.m. every Monday morning, pretty much every morning. And this is one of those mornings where I'm going, oh, am I feeling, I'm feeling it this morning. We've been doing a lot of traveling and a lot of great family events and a lot of uh, trainings. And it's just been exciting uh, to see where our company uh, has climbed to. And boy, I just want to say thank you to all of you who are who are out there have been through our training and are thinking about going through our training and listening to our crazy podcast uh, every day. And thank you so much for all your support. Getting into our topic, one of the most obvious ways to examine uh, various businesses is to actually look at them. <laughs> Next is to, is to know what you are reviewing when you're looking at them. And lastly, you need to realize how the look and feel of your dental business benefits you. Here, here's some business basics to consider when setting up a new practice or enhancing your existing one, which is why we're doing this podcast is several practices have come through our training and they're like, they, they, we, we get practicing for so long, we don't realize it's time for a facelift. Disney often taught uh, every five years, you need a facelift. So anyway, first, businesses, we have logos, uh, at least we hope we do, and Look at the logos of other businesses. Find, when I say other businesses, I'm, I'm talking about other dentists too, but don't just look at dentistry. Look at what other companies are doing, whether big or small. It's like the FedEx logo. Have you ever found the arrow in the FedEx logo? I always thought that was so cool when I heard about that. Everyone knows the Delta Airlines logo. And will your patients know yours, Right. Does your logo currently or will it reflect your personal or practice attributes? That's another one. I guess the real question to ask is this. Do you have a logo? <laughs> For years, I never had one. I just didn't. It, it was my name, followed by comma DDS. 
it was, and then we were a professional corporation, so we put PC on the end, you know, by law you're supposed to, you don't have to, but I mean, I haven't seen anybody get busted for not doing it. But there is nothing wrong in, in my opinion, in branding your name. But there are many reasons to name your practice after something other than your name. What if you bring an associate on? What happens when you, you're ready to sell your practice? The years go by fast, folks. Those are things you should think about. Those are good reasons to possibly name your practice with, with one that can transfer more easily. If you look at my practice, it is Thorup Dental. And, and, that is, and then my logo is all about Thorup Dental. And that's going to be a difficult problem. Well, I shouldn't say difficult, but it's just going to be a problem when I go to sell it someday. Maybe I won't sell it. I'll work till I drop. Anyway, second, companies have websites. And explore a company's websites. Look at different companies' websites, especially other dental offices. These are developed for companies with products and services and information that are pertinent for the customer base to know about, right? What does your patient base know about you when they look at your website? That's a good question. Where can they go to learn about you? Be certain that your website differentiates your practice and your services and is interactive with your patients, especially potential patients. Make sure that they can go there and they're able to print uh, their forms that they're supposed to bring in because when they go to your website and print those off, that also helps the, the search engine optimization, helps those spider bots be able to do the things that they need to do. Uh, remember, dental patients are increasingly web savvy, and the internet is key to the future of advertising. There are some really good dental websites that I've seen, but just because they look good doesn't mean they are good for the Google search engine, right? Some websites look great, but they just are not that interactive. Also, patients are interested, interested in not just what you do, but who you are and who your staff is. So pictures of the caregivers in a dental office and a little bit of personal information, that can help patients feel <clears throat> at ease with you and your team. They like form a little bond when they can read about you. Technical information about you and your team is fine, but mix it up with what I like to call the human touch, right? Let your patients know that you're real and human too. Make sure your clinical information is written in patient speak and not a bunch of clinical jargon. Potential patients, they didn't go to dental school, so they don't know what they're going to be reading there. The third thing is businesses reward customers. Now, I know this is a sensitive subject for some of you when I say that because you, you've been misled by uh, state laws and how you can do this. So it, it's, it's like don't always look for a closed door. Look at how you can open it. So how, how many businesses have you been to that reward you for your patronage? What about incentives such as gift cards or account credits for referring a neighbor or family member? Many of you have been told it's not legal to gift your referring patients for referrals, when in reality it actually is. You just have to do it the right way. You just need to actually read your state laws to make sure you're doing it the right way and not listen to someone who thinks they know what is legal and what isn't. 
Internal marketing is a key component to getting referrals, really good referrals, and retaining business. I personally doubled my practice in 19 months with this one business principle. We went nuts making sure that we were rewarding those who rewarded us. Does your business send out thank you cards or gifts to patients for referring their neighbors and friends? What about referral brochures that benefit both the recipient and the referring patient? Little pocket brochures. We're big on those. We teach our clients how to use those. Fourth, your walls. The walls in your practice, they ought to broadcast what you do. When I walk into a golf store, I see golf pitchers. When I visit, you know, clothing stores, what do you see on, uh, you know, on their walls? Do you see wall art of classy dressed people? What is on your walls? This is a form of business branding. Branding efforts are all around us, so much so that, that we often don't recognize marketing as branding. Make your walls communicate what you do with dental wall art of some sort or, or TV monitors that are branded uh, with the products and procedures you use the most. It's crazy. It, it, it's, it's, a very sim- it's very simple to configure an Apple TV in your practice, which can play music. You know, we play mu- movies on them all the time, but we also flip it to music often while rolling pictures of, of dentistry will come on there in, in all the monitors in our office. My patients have oftentimes they've responded to personal pictures I have that I've downloaded on the, the Apple because it'll, it'll pull up the screensaver and your screensaver will have your pictures downloaded. That's how you do it. And we'll show scenery of, of backpacking trips that I've, that I've done and landscapes and pictures of my staff on team trips. But most important, in addition, before and after photos of patients with some of our handiwork. They're usually uh, glued to the screen while they're going numb or, or sitting out in the reception area. They're watching that screen. They love seeing pictures. They love seeing you in the human element. <laughs> And simply put, those pics on our monitors, they have, they've sold dentistry for us. When our patients actually view them, they'll look at them, and they're like, oh, whitening agent. It's almost like subliminal messages being put out there inter- intermixed with, uh, with the human element of, of our team, you know, going on team trips or my personal trips, you know, places that I've seen. And I love shooting scenery pictures. And that's what our patients will, will glum onto is all those pictures. It's kind of fun. Fifth, what does your on-hold system tell about you? But wait, before I hit that, I want to go back one more, back to four for a second, in that uh, my walls and my practice, they're, they're not just all plastered with dental pictures. I want you to know that. It's where in your practice can you put your subliminal marketing of what you do? That's, that's how you do it. That's how I do it. Now, I've been into some practices that have wall art of smiles and everything plastered all over the place. That's good for you. Go for it. I do like the human element in my practice, too. Now, moving on to fifth. What does your on-hold system tell about you? And it used to be really big on-hold systems uh, communicating, you know, things that you do. We, I know we don't like putting people on hold, but it happens. So businesses turn downtime into infomercials for a second, you know. 
the, it'll have like a little blurb about whitening and then it'll say, thank you so much for holding. We'll be right with you. And just a few more seconds, we'll be there, you know, in between. Those are little verbiages that are stated between, uh, you know, just little blurbs about what you do. When we first utilized on-hold messaging, I was amazed at how many of our patients made positive comments about being on hold. That The information, they would say, is informative and not pushy. And I love that. That's how you have to do it. It's in, you need to have it be informative and not pushy. Some of the newer voice over internet providers are having issues playing uh, infomercials, playing back your on-hold message, but, but they're getting better at it. Just give them uh, some more development time. They'll get it. Sixth, external marketing is all around us, not just internal marketing, but external. Television ads, newspapers, direct mail, you know, and, and other modes of marketing leave impressions upon our, our mind. They just, they connect. Some good, some not so good. I'll agree. Most of those forms of marketing have now been replaced, though, with what? Social media, which is fantastic. Internal marketing is great for encouraging your patient base to refer, but, it's, but it is the external marketing or social media marketing that brings in those patients that have little or no exposure to your business. Think about that. Google reviews are mission critical in today's climate they, for driving new patients to your practice. Just a, a word of warning, uh, patients aren't stupid. If you are sitting on five-star reviews everywhere with this perfect average, <laughs> they know that there's filters on your Google reviews. So get a few real ones in there. You don't have to have, you know, 5.0. It's not dental school. You know, 4.5 and above, that's a real, those are real reviews. And, and keep it looking more realistic. Of course, there will always be those people who have nothing better to do than, than complain and they will typically go directly to your reviews and slam your practice. Please make sure you respond back at them and call them out kindly but firmly uh, when needed. You have the right to defend your honor, you guys, so defend it. Seventh, report cards. <laughs> They've always been used to rank one's performance in school, right? They're used in business in the form of surveys and secret shoppers. Companies that desire to improve their customers' experiences uh, are, are using these surveys to discover uh, the consumer's thoughts regarding their weaknesses and strengths, right? Uh, every, time, <laughs> every time I fly Delta or anybody, uh, I get these reviews. They, they, they want me to give them reviews. Uh, then they concentrate on areas in need of improvement. That's why they do them. And look how many surveys you get in the... You get sent in your email. So I get them from Delta Airlines. I get them from Amazon. I even got one from Red Hanger Cleaners the other day. And, it, and I, I love it, even when, you know, companies, small companies can use them. In addition, though, try secret shopping another practice by sending one of your team members to get a cleaning as a new patient to offices around your practice. See what other practices are doing. You can learn what others are doing well and, and maybe not so well. Implement the things others are doing well. I love my dental hygienist who sometimes when I'm gone on vacation or, or if they're working part-time for me, sometimes their friends will ask them to work 
uh, for their practice. Uh, they're a great resource with ideas from things that they see in other offices that might help out your office in many, many ways. Uh, there are many other areas that we could dive into with the business side of dentistry, but I just wanted to cover some things that are, that are appearance-driven when it comes to our offices. We could talk about color schemes and furniture and even the look of each employee with the uniforms that we wear, right? But I wanted to just cover those basic things that patients see and hear as they're looking for practices to get on their radar scope of, of their needs for oral health care. But not just the new patients, people, your existing patients. They're the ones also that will continuously look at your practice. And if your practice isn't having a, a, a fresh look to it every, every five years, it's time to uh, take a look at that. Uh, and people use websites all the time. Make sure your website stays current. Just because you get a website, you, you, just because you had a website made 25 years ago, yeah, you're about five changes uh, past due. So the look and feel of, of our practices are more than just the dentistry we provide. Companies are oftentimes changing it up to keep that look and feel of their businesses fresh and relevant. From, from painting on the walls, not a mural on your walls, but just painting your wall, to the office furniture you have, to the website that's updated, we have many areas in our dental businesses that we can keep fresh and alive with creativity. And docs, allow your team to be part of that creativity. Their input of ideas from, from the input from your entire dental team, that'll foster the word team and give a sense of ownership to everybody involved. And that's a great thing. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.